The Marcos Duterte Civil War and the State of Philippine Sports Today. This is the Ryan Rambles Recap. Let's get ready to rumble! Breakup season. For some reason, every November, couples break up. Siguro dahil kung ayaw mo na sa isang tao, ayaw mo na rin silang bigyan ng Christmas gift. And it's real. Just this month, sa US, nag-break si Camila Cabello at si Sean Mendes. At dito sa Pilipinas, si Will Dasovich at si Alodia Goshingfiao wala na rin. At ngayong buwan, nangyari din ang breakup ni Bongbong Marcos at Rodrigo Duterte. Pagkatapos ng 6 years na magkasama, they finally called the quits. This was after Aimee Marcos funded Duterte's campaign back in 2016 and then Duterte allowed the dictator Marcos to be buried sa libingan ng bayani. And after Duterte saying that if Ferdinand Marcos Jr. won his protest against VP Lenny, he would step down and let Marcos Jr. become the president. Spoiler alert, natalo siya twice And Lenny is still the VP. Pero hindi siya parang social media breakup na ginost lang ng isang tao yung jowa niya. Pakonti-konti siya, like all great breakups should be. Una, huwag ka munang mag-good morning text, tapos hindi ka na magre-reply, tapos biglang may kasama ka na sa Baguio, pero as a friend lang. At katulad ng nangangaliwang boyfriend, Duterte made some similar moves. First, sabi niya na pro-communist daw si Bongbong Marcos, lumping him together with Lenny Robredo who is the opposition. But things got really heated when Duterte found out that his daughter was running for VP not alongside the first lady Bongo, but alongside Ferdinand Marcos Jr. Yung anak mo, kasama yung ex mo, whew, straight out of a teleserye. Siguro dahil dito, mas lalong nagalit si Pangulong Duterte. And he said na nagkokokain si Bongbong Marcos. Magtanong lang ako sa inyo, ano ang ginawa niyan? Nagdadroga yan ng cocaine ang tirada niya. And he is a very weak leader, except for the name. Ang tatay, pero siya, anong ginawa niya? Okay, hindi niya binanggit yung pangalan ni Bongbong mismo, but it's very, very obvious. Parang yung teacher na gustong manlait ng student pero bawal siya mag-single out. Grabe, sobrang ingay nyo talaga. Lalo na yung mga maliit na mataba na may itim na may mga salamin. Grabe kayo. Duterte called Marcos a weak leader. Napangalan lang ang meron siya. At kung tinignan natin yung mga accomplishments niya, anong nagawa niya? Honestly, this surprised me the most. Because after six years of incoherent speeches, six years of oh my god... I hate drugs. Duterte said something that I agree with. Kasi kahit hindi mo isipin yung mga human rights violations na ginawa ng mga Marcos, yung mga billions na ninakaw nila mula sa Pilipinas, ano bang nagawa ni Ferdinand Marcos Jr. sa 40 years bilang isang governor, vice governor, senator, at marami pang iba? Wala. At kahit sinong tanongin ko, wala rin silang maayos na sagot. Sinasabi nila na sobrang demonyo kasi yung mga Aquino. Sawa na sila sa mga Aquino. This doesn't answer the question, ano bang nagawa ni Bongbong Marcos? Pero honestly, anong kinalaman nila? I mean, Cory is dead, Noynoy is dead, so who's pulling the strings? Si Bimbi ba? Ang may kasalanan kung bakit sobrang malas ng Pilipinas? Parang hindi. But my question for Duterte is bakit ngayon lang siya galit? Kung alam niya dati pa na nagkokokain si Bongbong Marcos, 
bakit hindi niya pinatokhang? Right, right, right. Kasi mayaman siya. At itong war on drugs, it's not really a war on drugs, it's a war on the poor. But if you think about it, how does any of this help Bongo? Kasi kung Marcos apologist ako, mas lalo kong hindi ibaboto si Bongo. So, ano yung dahilan kung bakit niya ginawa to? Is it a distraction? I think so. Being Duterte's wife has its privileges, but also its drawbacks. Oo, nakuha mo yung suporta ng mga DDS, pero nakuha mo rin ang mga katangahan ng administration. And if you want proof, you can look at Duterte's spiritual advisor, who said that it was Bongo's destiny to win the presidency. Yung problema lang, that same spiritual advisor is being charged in the United States for sex trafficking. The charges allege girls and young women were coerced to have sex with Kiboloy, who is a friend and spiritual advisor to Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte. The indictment alleges Kiboloy and two other defendants recruited females aged 12 to 25 as personal assistants or pastorals. It says they were required to prepare Kiboloy's meals, clean his residences, give him massages, and have sex with him during what they call night duty. Sabi ni Apollo nung sinabi niya na mananalo si Bongo ng presidency, namutla raw siya. Pero sino namang hindi mamumutla pag yung kausap mo may mga 12-year-old sex slaves? Kung ako yon at nakita ko siya, I'd throw up on the spot. <coughs> Let's move on to something equally disgusting. Philippine sports. Because four months after we won our first gold medal, apparently the Philippines doesn't want to win another one. If you want a textbook example of how to destroy an athlete, you're seeing it right here and now. EJ Obiena is currently 26 years old and he's already the fifth ranked pole vaulter in the whole world. And next Olympics, he'll be at his athletic peak. And of course, even more, we expect him to win a medal. But instead of support, Patafa accused him of stealing more than 4.8 million pesos. On Sunday, a news outlet reported that Patafa has launched an investigation against a 26-year-old athlete for allegedly falsifying liquidation documents. The federation further claims that Obien has failed to pay coaching fees for his Ukrainian mentor Vitaly Petrov, amounting to 85,000 euros or over 4.8 million pesos. Coach Vitaly Petrov likewise went on record to say that he has received full payments from the Filipino athlete, despite Obien's multiple requests to Patafa that they pay his coaches directly. Apparently, hindi raw niya binayaran ang coach niya ng tatlong taon. At inamin naman ni EJ na sobrang banu niya sa paperwork. I mean, he's a pole vaulter, not an accountant. Pero yung tanong ko lang, kung hindi nabayaran yung coach ng tatlong taon, bakit siya patuloy ng pag-coach? Guys, this coach is 83 years old. Tinan mo niya. This is the face of a man who is too old to be dealing with stupid governments. And because of this, Patafa looks really stupid and Philippine sports in general looks really stupid. And when you combine this with the red tagging of Haydel and Diaz, you get this idea. This idea that our athletes win not because of the Philippines, but in spite of the Philippines. Na parang gapos ang pagiging atleta mula sa Pilipinas. Na kung gusto mong umasenso sa sport mo, lipat ka ng ibang bansa at lipat ka ng nationality. And we saw this with Wesley So. Yung chess grandmaster who just a month ago won the US championship. Apparently, when he got an American coach, his rank went from 100 
to 15 in just two years. And this is why I don't blame Wesley or any athlete or even any person who wants to leave the country. Mas maganda naman talaga ang mga opportunities sa ibang bansa. But please, can we support the people who want to stay and actually represent the country? Things are so bad right now that EJ Obiana is considering retiring from track and field at only 26 years old. The only people who should be retiring at 26 years old ay yung mga sobrang yumaman dahil sa crypto. Pero sobrang hirap naman yun gawin. Kasi minsan tataas, minsan bababa, so hindi mo alam. So maybe if you wanna retire early, all you have to do is sell overpriced face shields to the Philippine government. Thank you so much for listening to the Ryan Rambles recap here on Spotify. But if you want more great content, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ryan You can ask questions, make comments, and we'll talk about all those things. But if you prefer the audio-only version, that's fine too. Just make sure to follow me here on Spotify so you don't miss a single episode.